Podcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, it's not. I don't know something with a C. Closure. There you go. Yeah, it's like Guys, thank you for tuning in. This is The Grinder after show here at AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about Season 1, Episode 3. If you haven't already, go to iTunes and rate us five stars and comment, as well as go to YouTube.com slash TV and subscribe. If you haven't already, why don't you go ahead and log on to Twitter and give a follow to my amazing co-host. You can follow Leslie as... Thanks. Um, at Leslie M. Ambry. You can follow Stephen Helmkamp at... At Stephen Helmkamp, S-T-E-V-E-N-H-E-L-M-K-A-M-P. Not a C. You can follow Emily Crodell at... Emily Crodel like Yodel. But don't write like Crodel like Yodel. Just put Emily Crodel. And you can follow me at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-U-X. But what if you couldn't? No one understood what you just but said. what if we can? Nobody understood. Did you know that but I don't know? let them know. That I know you know. That you know. But I want to repeat it back to you so that way it's out of my words and you know. But the that pronouns I know will change. The pronouns will change. Just don't let them know that I know. That you know that I know. That you know that Dean knows. Because he doesn't know that we both know. But I don't want know. Dean to know that you know that I know he knows. Leslie, what'd you think of the episode? Oh, I feel like that could have kind of been a wrap. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny. I, I think this is my favorite one so far. Really? Yeah, I liked it, and I also like because usually we see, you know, we see the case going on, and it's always like this big. Oh my gosh! At the end, Dean comes in and saves the day. I liked that it was brother versus brother. Mm. I liked it a lot. I liked that. Yeah, so way to go, grinder writers. I think this episode was more of a familia episode. Mm-hmm. Getting gangster with yeah, it. Yeah, kinda. yeah, kind of. Or yeah. Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually I did really like it because. I like the struggle between brothers as I have a sibling. And actually this happened to us because at Christmas time, my brother maybe got really PO'd at me. <clears throat> and he threw a baseball at my face and I ducked and it hit the karaoke. Oh. Karaoke cabinet. Not karaoke. Karaoke. You know, the karaoke cabinet? Yeah. And it busted the glass and it was like $150. Did he admit to breaking the window? No. Well, Dean finally came through and did. That's right. I didn't like the episode as much. Oh. Yeah, I thought um, I thought the first and second one were much stronger. Me too. Um, the reason being is we left them at a place where people are moved forward. In this one, we kind of move forward, but we yeah. don't really. No, it's kind of stagnant. It, it's definitely yeah. stagnant. Oh, it, doesn't, that, um, yeah. it doesn't... Continue on the character's development so much as it just kind of solves something from twenty years back. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like if the stakes were not high enough. No, you the, gotta this, raise the stakes. This, you gotta raise the stakes. Sense of humor, guys. The whole stakes was Stuart proving that Dean was wrong, getting him to fess up to a, a lie. That's not high enough. There stakes was an for interesting. The show. I I thought there was an interesting moral lesson with the episode, like. He's like, okay, once I've cleared my conscience, like, I feel a lot better, you know? So I think it went more in 
in that vein rather than yeah like what you guys were saying it didn't match the other episodes at all like it, we didn't the case it didn't revolve around the case mm-hmm. so now it's like oh what direction are you going to go in now you know I'm going to rephrase what I said it wasn't a worse episode it was a different kind different of kind. it was exactly. a different kind of episode mm-hmm. um Let's go ahead and break down kind of the family aspect of it, and then we'll get into the case aspect. It really kind of it all flows into each other on this one. Uh, the kids, again, we're, we're getting every, every episode, we get another episode of The Grinder that they're talking about, and they're kind of <laughs> referencing for the use. Uh, it was an episode, I guess, season three, episode 16 of The Grinder, when uh, the woman admits to him that she had done it when he literally just walks up to her and says, I was like, I got you. He's like, How did you know it was me? It's, because you just told me. And so that kind of is, that sets the basis for all of the characters' stories in this mm-hmm. episode. You have the two brothers, and you have the brother and yeah. sister siblings, where uh, he's telling him that it's okay to lie for a good reason, which sets up the pitch mm-hmm. for later in the episode when the son is an actor now and is completely following Dean's lead. So it it develops that to the point that the kid is really, really, really taking after Dean. The son is really taking after Dean. The daughter seems more on her dad's side. So that kind of creates a cool dynamic. But yeah, I mean, everything based, everything's based on lies. This episode lies to get to the truth. Yeah. It was funny to me. I like that part when he's like, why do these characters just confess for no reason? <laughs> you know, like and the then he confesses. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Dean's yeah. whacked out vision. He can literally just go on with a lie for so long that it becomes believable to himself, right. and that's mm-hmm. kind of the way he goes about it because he can never have that facade of being wrong. But right. like you said, Ethan taking more of uh, Dean's lead really just solidifies Dean's foot in the household, which. Stuart obviously does not like. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and then in terms of the finan- family dynamic, we've got dad in the house. He's moved in. Mm-hmm. For, for just a little while. A temporary yeah, time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was just a good little excuse to get him in. I love Dean's, Dean's saying, though. It's like, it's like, oh, thanks for letting me stay here. Oh, no, they love having us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can come back anytime <laughs> yeah. to this house I'm staying at. They love having uh, us. Yeah. But oh, I do know that Leslie actually didn't watch the episode. I did. I watched it earlier. Oh, I was trying to get you to admit that you... Ah, uh, sorry. Not, not going that way. She screened the episode not early because she had another uh-huh. taping of the mini project. And she's. You guys can watch that, too. Hey. hey. So we got but watch this I, first. This I is cool, too. Um, this better. better. Oh, okay. So it's it reminded me of Friends whenever... Um, Joey is keeping that secret from Monica and Chandler that they like <laughs> are together. <laughs> what? Wait, whose underwear are these? I, I don't get that reference, but uh, it's uh, awesome. you guys. so there's Sorry. there's yeah. three storylines running in this episode. Mm-hmm. There is who deleted Ray Donovan from the DVR. Mm-hmm. Who's the don't mole? Who's that. the mole? And we have to get him to admit he was wrong through the story of the window, mm-hmm. where uh, Stewart was grounded and missed out on losing his virginity for another eighteen months because he was grounded during a overnight trip. Because of a window that was broken that Dean won't admit. And, yeah. and even the dad thinks that Stuart's the one who broke it. Um, so through that, they create this mole storyline to get Dean to admit he was wrong. Mm-hmm. So the mole storyline is, obviously, there has to be a mole because Laszlo and them... Randy, was it? Ran- yeah, Randy yeah. Laszlo. Are those their names? I, yeah. 
Laszlo's the opposing attorneys. Yeah, the opposing uh-huh. attorneys have been having all sorts of inside information on the case. Yeah. So I wrote that right after Todd said we have to find them all. I put Todd like it had to be Todd. Yeah, it was one of but way I too obvious for it to be Claire out the gate. Yeah, mm-hmm. way too obvious. But it I was nice they, that it was kind of like a twist. Like he doesn't know he's the mole. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But I was thinking I was like interesting. I do like this episode in that respect, now that you bring up Todd, right. is we're getting to know the people in that are part of the office. firm a lot more. Yeah. Todd really reminds me of Ed Helms' character from The Office. Yeah. Yeah. I said that the first day. I don't remember. Yeah? Yeah. But I don't know if I said it in my head or I said it out loud, but I definitely <laughs> thought... That, that reminds me of tripping on acid. So... Yeah. <laughs> So his name, a, yeah, Todd. Todd. He was hilarious on He's Bound and Down. So in episode one, when he had that small little guest star, I was mm-hmm. really hoping that they would develop his character, and they did this episode. He's, he's so really good at being that awkward guy, and oh, yeah. we get that whole dynamic. The fall guy. The fall guy. Yeah. And yeah. we find out that he's the one at the bar who is giving away the secrets, which we kind of figured. I thought the bartender was going to be the mole, but then it's like, no, you're just a, talking really loudly <laughs> at the bar. A very clever, funny, creative way to discover who the mole mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought the writing on, on that I know. I agree. Because, was um, really good. Yeah, because it's like, dude, would this guy do it on purpose? You know, he he went, he could have gone that route, but he's not. No, you because know? he's, he's a good-hearted guy. Yeah, exactly. He's just stupid. Just an he's idiot, just an idiot. Guy. Yeah, yeah, they needed Stuart to be right, but they also needed him to be wrong. Yeah. He needed to be wrong that they're, about there not being a mole, but he needed to be right in the sense that nobody at this law firm, it's a family law firm, nobody would really mm-hmm. be a mole. It doesn't yeah. make sense for Claire to be the mole. So, shut up, Dean. Like, there's no mole. Mm. Mm-hmm. What was that um, that line that Todd said when he was like, Oh, um, so should we fire her and I can get promoted? I love that he kind of gave his own little edge to it at the beginning of that. Yeah, beef up my role. Yeah, yeah like, oh, beef it up. okay, beef let, it me, up. let me step right in. But then at the end, he tries to be all dramatic. And he's like, I'm the mole. And everyone's like, dude, shut up. Everyone yeah. knows. Poor everyone knows Todd. Todd. Poor Todd. <laughs> everyone needs a Todd. So, uh, no, because it's the best because he's like, I am the mole. Like, it's like the best. We know. Yeah, we know. You know? We know you're the mole. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knew. We, I got an email about it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I got an email. This episode's so actually awesome. fairly difficult to just break down in some aspects mm-hmm. because it was all just storytelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, unless we're going to recap it chronologically, it's kind of difficult I to just dive think that into. one scene with the I. Okay, the like I know. one liners. It was, it was basically all skits. Do you know that I know? And that was interesting because that section I thought was going to end like really fast because I was like, oh, this is, this reminds me of like that friends where he's like, don't, you know, that I know that blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Cause that it's like, you know, where Stuart comes to confront Dean yeah. or Todd, Stuart comes to front, yeah, yeah. confront Todd. I like that acting. That's what, that's yeah, one of my notes of the I episode. I like the acting being that it feels a little bit improv. The actors yeah. are sort of talking over one another, which in typical TV format, that's a big no-no. Right. You don't ever want to jump somebody's line. But in this series, yeah. you're seeing a lot of that, and it feels like the director, the writers, are giving the actors a lot of leeway, and that creates beautiful... Yeah. And, the, and that happens true. with... That's, um, that's some of the best TV. Yeah. That SNL, happens with Stuart and his yeah. wife, too. Like three times. Yeah, Fred Savage is a genius yeah. at it. He really feels. I, I just I love his acting because it mm-hmm. feels like they say here's the, the script, like but if you feel comfortable saying something else, then say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they improv at the right times and they they script it at the right times and they make the words yeah. their own. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, when you when you're doing a table read for a comedy, 
there's a there's beats it's hit hit um there's some weird rhythm to it that oh, they do incredible rhythms to comedy a lot of people who aren't actors or in the business may not know that but there's a lot of like you go up here 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 and then you undercut and that's like a certain technique there's mm-hmm. like 15 different techniques so in great. delivering lines mm-hmm. especially in comedy there have been people who have gone to the table read for a pilot they booked and for a show that they actually got serial actor on that they've been removed from the show because, at the table read at the table Ooh. read yeah because if, because comedy is all about beats if you mm-hmm. can't if you can't get the timing right it will throw off an entire a, a show like this that's just hit after hit after hit mm-hmm. it throws off the entire flow Dang. um I think it was Modern Family had three recasts because of table reads. At the table read. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. Can we just recap that and say that again so everyone watching really understands that? Because that's a huge thing. Yeah. It, it, it's either Modern Family or another show. I'm pretty sure it's Modern Family. Um, just the same the same role recast three times because of just because of just flow and conversation yeah. table reads. And it's nothing to do with the actor's talent at all. It's literally just a it's a chemistry thing and it's a rhythm thing that if you just don't get the rhythm right. Unfortunately, they tape the episodes so quickly in the in those kind of settings that they can't they can't afford to do it several several times just to get the rhythm right. You have to no. you have to be on it. And that yeah. actor who just booked that pilot that series regular role went mm-hmm. through five to seven auditions just back to get to back there. in front of like studio executives, out. networks, in front of like the final audition is in front of like twenty people in a room. You sign your contract, mm-hmm. so you have this huge amount of money in front of you. You know what's uh. coming in. Then you go to the table read, meet the rest of the cast, uh-huh. and you're ready to go. And you read the first episode, and if you don't perform, it's not really a performance, but it kind of is because, as you know, you can get cut. No, yeah, you're being judged by dropped. all those people. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, anyone wants to go into acting. Yeah, now you know. Yeah, a little tidbit. You Hollywood look at how tidbit. expensive it is to do a commercial. Look mm-hmm. at thirty minutes of television on these networks. Mm-hmm. Like, this is investors and money. And mm-hmm. when you're not going to get the return on their investment for them, they're going to cut you. And they're paying you twenty to fifty thousand dollars a week per episode as yeah. a series regular. Mm-hmm. So you know, you got to you got to be on your game. The actors in this show feel fairly. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed with the with the son. Yeah. Ethan, very, very impressed with kind of with a breakout role for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally can see him in something else. Big role? I don't. I feel like him. I've seen him in a movie before, but that's yeah. probably the only other thing like I've a minor seen him in. Character. Yeah, because even that crying scene, I was like, ooh, hire him, put yeah. him on the actual grinder, make a spin-off of it, just <laughs> Ethan. <laughs> I like think it comes kid down lawyer or something. Like the energy of the cast comes down from the top, like whoever the number one and number two is on the call sheet, which is obviously going to be Fred Savage and and Rob Lowe. So those two guys are such cool cats and easy to get along with. And I'm mm-hmm. sure they show up to set every day with a smile on their face, easy to have rapport with. And that really trickles down to the rest of the actors and makes a great show. I have a feeling Rob Lowe doesn't go out of character at all on set. <laughs> I like, feel I like literally, I, is Rob. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he's yeah. literally acts like the grinder on set. Like he's, they're probably at the crafty table. It's like, hey, uh, hey, Rob, we're, we're out of, uh, we're out of mashed potatoes. Are we really out of mashed potatoes? <laughs> yeah. What if we weren't oh out God. of mashed potatoes? Right. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to go to the store and get more mashed potatoes? Constant laughs. Perfect. Yeah. I, impression, right? <laughs> but I don't think you can say anything because I don't know when people if know if they would know if he's joking or not. Right. Um, he's like laugh. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Away. Overall episode, it was a solid episode mm-hmm. comedy wise. It wasn't. It w- there wasn't much development to talk about, so we yeah. can go ahead and probably get into predictions. 
plot was so-so. I do just want to say I think Rob Lowe looked like a fool in that beanie, but maybe that was his point. I know. I kind of like it. Yeah. From a lady's perspective, he was rocking. He looked good. Yeah. So do we have some predictions thing? Dude, this reminds me of my friend from Paul. Predictions. Okay, there we go. Okay, we won't talk about this anymore. you're after Buzz TV. I'm going to be negative Nancy here for a second. You Go for it. Uh, yeah, I know. I feel we're going to get a strong season, but I don't feel it's going to get a second season. Ooh. I kind of agree. It, it's mm, only yeah. because it's only because for these kind of shows, you got to have consistently like six really good episodes off the bat to maintain your audience. And I worry that this episode will drop a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What if they come strong on the fourth episode? Will you change your opinion? Maybe. Yeah. I, I just this reminds me of one of those shows like I thought um, it was kind of like a thing like a season you know yeah I, I thought it was kind of like oh this is a season show like knowing no you're it. not guaranteed 13 episodes no you're not sometimes I, like I, I guarantee 6 they'll guarantee I don't nine. think they'll get cancelled I'm not saying that at all I'm just saying I don't think it'll get renewed mm-hmm. um, it reminds me of the William Shatner show mm-hmm. uh, with oh crap what's his name um, anyway, my dad, my asshole dad, or whatever it co- was called, or, my dad is an asshole. Or um, the Bill and Golf show, something like that. Yeah, but it, it's a, it's like really good comedy, really funny show, but the audience just doesn't follow it. It, it they get a slow start and then it picks up and gets really good. Uh, Don't trust the Bean Apartment Twenty Three. Brilliant. Oh, that was so good. Brilliantly written it. show, but uh-huh. a bad third episode, and it kind of sealed the mm. sealed the deal for it. So yeah. I don't know. I was. Actually, I hope like, I hope I'm wrong. I'm I'm saying this as a fan. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying from the feeling that I'm getting from it, I think we might have a few iffy episodes, but I think the season's going to feel really strong. I mean, it's doing hot on Twitter, like yeah. following Grinder and Rob Lowe, always retweeting stuff. Like, it seems like people are loving it, and That's even good. like the age range is from like little, like maybe like high school kids tweeting at him to like moms and like saying, Oh, I just watched your show with my kids. And like, we were dying of laughter. So if it gets a second season, it'll get a third and fourth. Okay. Like I feel like it has the potential. It definitely has the potential. Is that Mm -hmm. usually a guarantee with shows? Like once you get two, you're like solid. Not at all. But, but usually with, with comedies, if they can make it to two, they, they've built the audience enough that they'll stick around. Mm. I don't know. What do you guys think? I oh, would like Cradell to go oh, first. Oh, would you? Cradell. Yeah. Nice. Thank <laughs> you. I um, I was actually surprised whenever I saw... Th- this episode, to me, seemed like it went a lot faster. Like, the last episodes, I felt like, I don't know, didn't had so many turning points. And then this one was just, like, sh- really straight. And um, I would kind of agree. I feel like it is kind of like a season show like I felt like that's the goal of it it probably isn't for them obviously but it just felt like that to me like that we just want to have a great season everybody like finish on a good note baller Mm -hmm. but um, in terms of the actual storyline and the plot um, um, yeah let's see I, I think that maybe Ethan coming up will have like the next big conflict in the next ep- episode that everyone has to kind of get in on. Geared towards it, him. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe that would be like, oh, if it's super, if he has a super struggle that people actually have to like, yeah, like you said, raise the stakes. It'll be the focal point. Yeah. Right. And it's a really big conflict for him. And that could be really interesting. And it could be more trying and put more drama on 
um, Rob and Fred Savage's yeah. people. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, you know, they did state that, oh, well, we're never going to top the pilot in episode two. They did say so that. They did say that. Give them a little bit of leeway on episode three. I'm looking for a strong episode four. Um, I do like hearing that moms and kids and there's a broad age range are tweeting mm-hmm. Rob Lowe and the Grinder on Twitter. I think it's definitely family friendly. I think that the audience um, is families. They can sit at home on a Tuesday night and check out the show together and stuff. Because even on a lot of cable TV, there's a lot of provocative, there's sex, there's language, there's graphics, and, and a lot of things on television shows that families can't watch together. So the Grinder kind of fits that bill for families. Um, so I do believe that the audience will hopefully stay strong there. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of the next episode, I'm looking for more Claire. I think I think Claire will maybe get right. developed a little I've bit more. Um, and then we'll get back into, uh, obviously, um, Dean and Stuart doing something crazy. But I just love the first two episodes, how Dean came in as the grinder, not knowing anything and just putting his foot down and, and kind of stepping in and solving some cases. So I'd like for Dean to be more active He's in great in at cases. pretending. Yeah. Good thing he plays an actor and is an actor. <laughs> um, I... I think we said it last time, and I think I was reading some of our YouTube comments, and someone mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I predict that, too. That's a good idea. So whoever you were, congrats to you. But I kind of want to see cast, like, cast members of the grinder, the drama, kind of leak into Dean's, like, Idaho life, or even maybe do an episode in California, and you see Stu and his family go visit with him and see, like, the craziness of that. I'd love to see something like that. Mm. All right. Well, cool. it'd be interesting maybe we will to see, see that. Oh, sorry. Unfortunately, we are out of time, so oh, I can't uh, elaborate on that. <laughs> uh, where can we find you on Twitter, Stephen? At Stephen Helm Camp with a K. And Leslie? At Leslie M. Ambrose. And Emily? At Emily Crodel on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you. And you can find us here next week for Season 1, Episode 4 of The Grinder. Thank you for watching, guys. Tune in next week. Leave us those comments on predictions, because I can use From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The Grinder The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 